This is Utah Car Sense, presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 1280-97.5, The Zone. Good morning. It is Utah Car Sense here on 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. I'm Austin Horton here with Jeff Miller. What's going on? How are you, sir? It's been a while. It's been way too long. Weeks. Weeks. It feels like years. It feels like way too long. Uh, my heart was pounding <laughs> faster and faster knowing that I was going to get to see you this morning. Well, we could spend the entire show just talking about what happened with the Jazz in the last month. And- <laughs> hey, if we want to, that, that'd, be, that'd be just fine by me because, man, it's exciting, isn't it? Man, it's, it's a fun time to be a Jazz fan. Fun time to be an NBA fan. Oh, man, it is. Alex Lundberg producing for us today. Your phone calls at 855-340-ZONE. It is, I'm getting greedy, Jeff, with the NBA news. Because now what? I don't think anything else can happen. I think everyone else is already on a team, right? I guess there could be some other crazy trade. Yeah, they've, they've done too much to now just stop. Now they've got to trade. Every, everyone's got to move. In fact, here's what I want to happen. <laughs> uh, keep the Jazz out of it. But all 29 other teams, well, no, maybe you want the Jazz in it. I want every three summers for uh, the commissioner to hold a fantasy draft and just reorder, just reorder all the teams. everybody. <laughs> everyone. They all, every player goes into a hat, and they all get reordered. I want mass chaos. I feel like the Players Association would be against that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you might see some little pushback. All right, we'll triple their pay. How's the, 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 would uh, that work? Probably help. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's been very exciting uh, because who knows who anyone plays for anymore. Now, the cool thing is that there's probably at least eight to ten teams that are contenders. I, so everyone has their own number. You think eight to ten? I think there's at least eight. You could call like a, they have a chance. How many of those are in the Western Conference? Five. Okay. So half? Yeah. Or so? More than half in the West. And I can't come up with five Eastern Conference Finals contenders. I can't. Milwaukee? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, they did. They lost some stuff with Malcolm Brogdon, and they didn't do much improving. They brought in the other Lopez brother. Hooray. Yeah. Well, you got no, Toronto, obviously. Well, Toronto lost Kawhi, but I think they're still a Phillies. Phillies, obviously, the favorite. Philly, yep. Philly's a favorite. Boston's still going to be in there. Probably. Indi- Kemba's a Indiana's nice still going to be a good team. Indiana's one to watch out for. And Brooklyn could be a good team. Yeah, I don't know. I think that, they're a year away. They need yeah. Durant back, and who knows if Durant comes back 100%. But. Hot take Saturday. I think the Milwaukee Bucks have resigned themselves to missing out on Antetokounmpo once his career contract comes up. I think the Jazz are a 2-3 seed. Okay, I can get on board with that. Two to three seed. Uh, I I think that uh, if they, they stay healthy the whole season, they have a chance to win the West. That's the whole. That's the if whole they can thing. stay healthy the whole season, they have a chance to win the West without question. And, and by healthy the whole season, we're not, we're not crazy. Talking, I'm talking about Gobert, Conley, Mitchell, Bogdanovich playing minimal games, seventy missed. games. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. Missed twelve games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not combined. Yeah, each of them. Each, each of them <laughs> so. missed that. Each of them that missed that many games. I think we're one, two seed in the West, contending for the title. That would be so much fun. And if it, if uh, the good news is, these guys that they've brought in are quote unquote older, but they're not too old that if it doesn't happen this year, next year it will. So who gets executive of the year? Is it Zanuck or is it Lindsay? <laughs> I think I think it's like when Malone and Stockton got the uh, co MVPs. They both go <laughs> up on stage and accept it together. Yes, right. <laughs> and then backstage, they cut in half. Zanuck's looking they, like a hero now, though, isn't he? Like four months into the job. Yeah, I, it's he's his relationships with all the agents around town, around the league. I think was really showing through right now. So yeah. the Jazz making some news in a lot of good ways. Uh, I love that the Rockets and Thunder are in panic mode. It just makes me so happy. I love that Kawhi Leonard did not go to the Lakers. Uh, I wish he had stayed east, but at least it's not with the Lakers. And uh, it's it's just fun. It's exciting to see a, a team like the Rockets and Thunder not having so much to look forward to right now. And I know, look, that's a weird thing to say. Russell Westbrook is an incredible player. But he and James Harden together, I don't see how that's ever going to work. So, good luck. <laughs> Would you want to be any other player on that team? Uh, you, no. You'd never see the ball? Uh, no. No. Any other player on that team? Eric Gordon? How, how, how much fun is he going to have? Starting uh, <laughs> starting three guard, Eric Gordon. <laughs> the shortest guy in the starting lineup. Uh. 
Anyway, it's fun. It's exciting. So if you want to talk about that, heck, we'll take your calls on the Jazz. Why not? 855-340-ZONE. Everyone that calls in today, like every week, that shares with us, talks with us, and has a conversation with us, is entered in for the end-of-show drawing. And, Jeff, what are you offering this week, sir? Well, let's do movie passes. I always like coming back to do movie passes, so we'll do a four-pack of family passes to the VIP theater. So the Mark Miller Subaru VIP theater is out in uh, Jordan Commons and the other one in Cottonwood Mall area. And it is the best time of the year to go see a movie with your family. There's rumors, by the way, that the Cottonwood Mall theater thing might be coming back to life, like the full theater. Not just the signature yeah, so, you know, thing? They have the signature one. It's like the smaller theater, right? It's like a kind of boutique Six theater. Six theaters or whatever. Yeah. But the you know the whole Cottonwood Mall thing fell through. Mm-hmm. Um, the, new, the new proposal that's out there has a big theater in it. It's Interesting. called Holiday Hills. Okay. Is what they're... I think Ivory Home's out of it now, from what you can see. And, yeah, let me see if I can figure out how big it is, but I think it's pretty big. It's an area I did not grow up around, but I know a lot of our audience did. You you, you were very familiar yeah, with that area. Yeah, I, I went, used to go to Cottonwood Mall all the time when I was a kid. Now it's just this blight and holiday. It's this empty field that's just becoming overgrown. I don't know why... I don't. Is it so? Is it a proposal for another mall, or is it to develop so with housing the, and the original? The original plan. Ivory is going to have big apartment buildings, like a big residential part of it, restaurants, Some commercial, retail. like a little plaza area. Now it's. I think it's going to be a little mini. There's going to be a little hotel in there. Oh, there's going to be. Let's see. Yeah, here's the project. Let's see. So, yeah, the theater. They they've got the theater in there. It's a bit. It's like the anchor part of it. Cool. 46,000 square foot theater. Wow. So that's a big theater. I that's think a, that'd be the biggest. That's a megaplex. Yeah. So it's back on the drawing board. So it'd be interesting to see. I know before the megaplex group had the option on it. I don't, I assume they still do. I'd have but, to check on that, but I would think so. But that'd be pretty cool. I mean, it'd be really neat. And they're talking five to 10 years. So it's going to be a long time before it actually happens. But Well, in the meantime, go up and see the Signature Theater with your family. Win the win the tickets today. And yeah. you've got Toy Story 4. You've got Aladdin. You've got Lion King coming out next week. Yeah, All great movies. And you haven't been there. It's awesome. All big seats at that theater. and It's just a really a nice theater. And you feel like you're stepping back in time a little bit mm-hmm. when you ride up that escalator. And it's like you're going to the Majestic. Well, back in the day, it was that. It was all the old school seats. And <laughs> it, was definitely, and the, yeah, yeah. it was definitely the old school theater. And then you get in the screen, you're right. It's all and high it's tech all... and all modern day stuff. But yeah, yeah. I, like the, I like the staircase out. I think that's a cool. It's a nice classic touch, isn't it? Yeah. All right, uh, 855-340-ZONE if you want to be part of the show. Jeff, uh, let's catch up on some uh, news and some uh, information that we missed out on the last couple of weeks. How did you guys do in June? How did the industry do in June? Yeah, so industry as a whole, pretty flat. I mean, I think it dropped 2.6%, which isn't horrible. I mean, I mean, I think to, for the industry to stay around where it's doing, I think most people are pretty happy. For the year, it's down 2.4% through six months. So generally a flat year. I think the SARS number is somewhere around 17 million. Yeah, there you go. So 17.3 million. So top the 17 million mark, which is kind of the benchmark for the, a healthy auto industry. Okay. That's 17 million mark. So that's a good sign. Um, see, winners and losers. Let's see, for this month, let's see. Uh, Chrysler up 2%, so pretty much flat. Ford down 5. Hmm. General Motors down 1. Honda down 6. Honda 7, if you include Acura. Wow. Hyundai, the Hyundai brand is up 3. Kia up 0.4, and so pretty much just flat, right? Yeah, there's no, no big ones. Mazda numbers. down 15, so that's a big hit. They continue to spiral. They're just struggling. They're down 15% for the year. They're Ugh. they're just they're struggling for sure. What's they don't come out with anything new? Just not, I, I think they've lost the innovation, like the zoom zoom and all that. It's kind of lost its thunder, and they need to figure out something else. Yeah, a new message. Uh, Mitsubishi is actually up 10 for what? the month, up five for the year. How? What are they doing? They're not selling that many, though. I mean, they sold 12,000 cars. Okay. And the TVs count, so. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Nissan actually down 15 for the month, 8 for the year. So that's a big that's a big drop for them. That's surprising to me. Yeah, they've, they've had a pretty good hit. Subaru uh, was up 2.8%. They're up 5% for the year. Best six months ever. It was their 91st, 91st straight month. Of year-over-year growth. Wow. 
Yeah. 91 in a row. 91 straight months in a row. I think they're saying, though, in the next two months, that streak probably is going to end. Really? Yeah, because our inventory levels are going to be a little bit too low to hit it. <laughs> I see. It's going to be inventory driven. Uh, Tesla. Magically up fifty five point eight percent. They sold again, <laughs> and they sold exactly twelve thousand cars. Right on the nose. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? That Not can, twelve thousand and three. They can sell that exact number. <laughs> it's crazy when you don't get audited. <laughs> uh, Toyota down three percent. Down three percent for the year. Um, your big winners, Lamborghini. They're up eighty five percent. Oh, good. For they them. sold two hundred thirty two cars this month. <laughs> uh, VW is actually up again. So the VW takeout portion, everything like that, just VW is up 9% for the month, 7% for the year. So they're starting to climb a little bit back, starting to come back a little. Have you seen their new van that's going to be yeah, electric? What do you think of that? It's pretty crazy looking. I can't imagine what it costs. Oh, so that's the thing. What what it's going to cost, I'm sure, is going to be ridiculous. Oh, but it would be fun to have one of those things. Oh, it's got to be for, so much. Just for the hay. The electric microbus. It's going to be $78,000. That thing's going to be a joke. But I would, uh, if I could, I would. It's not coming for, it's like 2022. Uh, yeah, you have to sign up now, though, don't you? Yeah, I think yeah. it's like sign up now and you get it in like four years. It's powerful, though. It's like mm-hmm. 400 horsepower. Yeah, it's a sucker. It, it gets going. But it's not aerodynamic. No, it isn't. So how do you put 400 miles <laughs> into a box? <laughs> You're going to be like a, like a, like a freight train boxcar down the, down the road. Right? It's supposed to give 300 miles of range. Now, what's the zero to 60? A minute and a half? I don't know what that, no. With, On that thing, without horsepower, that horsepower, but... it's got to be so fast. <laughs> you know what the first, how much horsepower do you think the first VW bus in the U.S. had? 17. 30. Okay. <laughs> so I was halfway there. <laughs> 30. <laughs> so we're from 30 up to 400 now. They're estimating, only, they're estimating 40 grand. Really? Well, then I'll get two of them. Yeah, see? Be a steal. That's only we won't eat for four years, but hey, it will have two cool cars. That's it. It looks really cool. It looks a lot of fun. Uh, the it, big show was joking yesterday about the storm area fifty one movement uh-huh. that's going on, and uh, the client yesterday made a joke that not sh- he wasn't sure all those VW uh, buses could make it all the way out to the desert there. So then that this came up and. Everyone's excited about it. It's cool looking. I mean, I, I think it's cool. <laughs> I think it's really cool, yeah. <laughs> the question is, if it, is it just a Halo vehicle that's just out there to, or are they actually going to make them? It, right, yeah. Right. I mean, that's happen? the thing is, they may say they can make it for 40 grand, it may cost them 50. And they're just, 40, making, yeah. they're just making a few, they're just going to make a few thousand of them just to that's right. make some excitement in the VW world to sell a bunch of Passats. But hey, if you can't afford a full-blown RV or motorhome, maybe you go with this instead. Uh, the the economic rv i don't know all right so uh the industry though pretty flat down you said 2.4 on the year overall though i think i think everyone's pretty happy pretty happy with what the first six months did it'll be interesting to see what the second half does i mean most people are expecting a little bit of a rise in the second half uh incentives aren't going crazy which is great because that's generally a bad sign is if you can if you see okay we're staying flat but incentives are up 20 percent because that means that they're buying the business. They're sure. not just letting the market dictate it. And first half discount on new cars has actually went down. Mm-hmm. So they're discounting cars less, incentives are less. So it means they're getting more for the cars and they're selling more of them. So that, that's a sign of a stronger market. Who do you think will have the better second half, the best second half of all the, the typicals? You mentioned Hyundai's down, Mazda doesn't have a shot. See, Honda yeah, being it's down is surprising. see Honda, Toyota down. Yeah. Honda with that uh, you said six percent seven if you include the uh, the Acura, is that what you said yeah, or the, mean, the the what was it the Accord? I mean, the interesting thing on Honda being down is their incentives are up twelve percent, so that's a scary thing. Mm. So for them to be down like that but have incentives up, that's a, that's recipe for disaster. Like Toyota's down three, but their incentives are only up three, not a big deal. Is Honda a case of sedan? Uh, not buying sedans right now? I think that's a big one. Sedans being down, with they're so focused on Civic and Accord with a lot of their business that that hurts a lot for them. I mean, they've got those HRVs now and the, the CRV and the Pilot and I guess the Ridgeline, if you want to go there. They reintroduced the Passport, but still, they're down 6%. That's, that's too bad. Yeah, the average incentive in the market's down 1%. So the average incentive on a car in the market's $3,700. Wow. 
Because one thing that people don't realize is that those interest rates add up. So like when someone gets zero percent or one percent, that's thousands of dollars to a manufacturer cost them to give you one percent or zero percent. So like that's a big deal. If you're going out there to, to shopping today and you're looking at a car and you see that 0.9 percent financing, it's a big deal that they're giving you that 0.9 financing. It costs them a lot of money. So like you're you take but are, but are they giving you that and then raising the price of the vehicle to make well, up it, for it? No, it depends. If it's a special rate from the from the factory, usually not. That's hmm. that's what incentive comes in. Like Subaru, there's not that many dollar value incentives out there, but they're showing an average incentive cost of $1,500. And most of that's an interest rate incentive. Okay. Subsidized leasing, subsidized financing. Mm-hmm. Whereas if the bank's going to give you, a, right now, probably 3.5%, and they, oh. give you, and they give you one, yeah, it's a pretty good deal. That's a sweetener. Yeah. Oh, they're saying interest rates are going to drop. That's a good sign. There is a rumor. That's wonderful news. Yeah, so. Especially someone like me. Is this just in auto loans, or are we talking home loans and everything across the board? I'm hoping home loans. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta close. I got to close a home loan yeah. in about two months. Exactly. Like, yeah. I, I'm really hoping for some. I sent an email to my agent yesterday. I'm like, so they dropped it all. They've dropped in the last three months. They've dropped a ton. I don't know if you yes, looked at have. it. They have. Yes. I mean, I, I did a look at. I it. was really worried a couple months ago. I looked in. Ago. I looked in May, and I looked again in July, and I was a point lower. Yeah, a full point. And yeah. that's a lot yeah. when you're talking about house mortgages. Like that's a lot. Yeah. So, um, but it's not enough. Keep. Keep going, keep keep those things falling. Yeah, because I mean, go say everything in the in the car business. It's interest rates don't even they have a a big effect in both directions for car dealers. Interest rates, car dealers are very dependent on interest rates, and that, so I don't know if the public really understands the depth that we are. Not only because of obviously the lower the interest rates, the easier it is to sell cars. Payments right. are lower, leases are lower. It's cheaper for the customer. It's easier. The lower the price, higher the demand. Right, mm-hmm. supply and demand. So the other big one for us, though, is we don't own our inventory. So between our two Subaru stores, we've got probably $16 million in inventory on the ground. Hmm. So 1% in interest, so 1% up in interest is an added cost of $160,000. That's ridiculous. A year. Yeah, because you don't own We don't own the car. So interest, we're very susceptible to interest rate flux. So we, we the lower the interest rate for us, the better it is, obviously. It just makes the, the, the customer's decision easier to make too. Mm-hmm. When that when that's a point nine and, and when you when you're sitting there and weighing, can we afford this? Is this gonna strap us? And then you hear, well, the interest rate would be three and a half, we'll give it to you for point nine, then you're like, Okay, let's do it. Yeah. I and mean, we pay about three point seven is what we pay for on our inventory. I think that's our our loan rate on our inventory right now. Hmm. It's got dropped as low as yeah, that's a part of the business we don't really dropped hear as about. low as about one point five during two thousand eight. So basically, it was pretty much free to have cars. Yeah, in I was say, that's, that's pretty good. But I, I mean, but you talk back in the eighties. I always talked to my dad about it. like back in the eighties, flooring rate on cars was eighteen nineteen percent. Jeez, most of more home mortgages were. Bankrupt, yeah. 18, 19%. The home was too? Yeah, but oh also, at the same time. Oh, the also, home was a lot cheaper. The car home was, was cheaper a lot cheaper. Too, but also, at the same time, if you had money in the bank, you're also making 15%. Sure. Yeah, that's another Right? Point, it goes yeah. both ways. Yeah, that's true. Right? So interest you're rates, spending, you're making. Interest rates go both ways. Yeah. So. As Gordon Monson says, it's expensive being rich. And there's always the spread. Yes, there's always and the, the spread. spread's what the bank makes. <laughs> and the spread is determined by the final score of the game. I don't know if you know that. Yet, <laughs> I do. I do. I do. Okay, so there's the industry, the health of the industry currently. What about Mark Miller Subaru? What's going on around the, those parts these days? You wrapped up the the uh, the, the big event there. At yeah, the we added that event where we broadcast lot. live from. That was a great event. It's always my favorite event in the they year. They do and, good, feel good. Yeah, so now we're going through the summer and just trying to – Pretty much at this point, we're getting close to the point where we start clearing out 19s. So you'll start seeing the prices. We're one price, so all the prices are on there, but we adjust pricing by the market. So you will still see better deals on the 19s than the 20s when they come in because we lower the price on the 19s to make room for the 20s. So the 20s will start showing up end of August, the new 20 Outback and Legacy, which we're really, really excited about. I was talking to someone just yesterday who was complaining about their – uh, the, their sedan is almost 20 years old, and it's time for them to finally own and admit the fact that they've got to get a new vehicle. But they don't like any sedan out there, and he wants to do an all-wheel drive. And I was like, do I have the vehicle for you, buddy? Yeah, they should look at that 2020 Legacy because that's going to be an awesome, awesome car. And very affordable mm-hmm. uh, right. for most people. So 
uh, I'm, I'm, I would, I would highly steer people toward that. I would steer them toward looking at leasing it too, and then in th- uh, three years get something different. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I think those leases will come out really nice on that car when it first comes out. We haven't seen pricing yet. We haven't opened up our order system yet. My hope is that we're going to be opening up the order system in the next week or two. That'll be the, good. Yeah, because it'd be nice to start getting those ordered. But right now, if you're looking for an Outback or Legacy, it's a really good time to get one because the they have great deals on those 19s. And those Outbacks are just really sexy too. Yeah. They're a good. They're, they're a good vehicle. Great car, and if you're not, if you don't need all that new technology and the new screen and everything like that's coming out, then that the 19 Outback is a great option for right now. So uh, check it out, Mark Miller Subaru uh, Midtown and Southtown. He's Jeff Miller, the general sales manager or the general manager rather for. Mark Miller Subaru, and uh, we're having some fun today. We're looking for your phone calls, 855-340-ZONE. Everyone that calls in today and shares with us will be entered to win a four-pack of VIP Lounge movie passes. You know what we did two years ago, almost to the day? Two years ago, last Thursday. Okay. The poll question two years ago, last Thursday on this show was, what was your first car? What was the first car you ever drove that was yours, that was your baby? Yeah, Usually like that that's 16, 17, 18 years old yep. when you get that when you get that thing. So why don't we open that back up? Yeah, let's do Everyone that one. likes to reminisce and be nostalgic. I like that. First car. What was your first car you ever drove? 855-340-ZONE. And uh, everyone's got, no matter how crappy that car was, almost everybody would go back and take that car. I would love to get my car back. What was it? Your car was a... Pontiac 6000. <laughs> That's right. It Grandma a... to dad that to me. It was a Pontiac. You rolled around in that Pontiac. That's right. It was a 4th of July parade tank is what that thing was. <laughs> that took on a lot of beating, a lot a lot of weather, a lot of 16-year-old, 17-year-old driving. That thing was amazing. And then the transmission just quit one day, so that wasn't fun. But it was a wonderful car. We went through three different people, so... Were you lost somewhere when it quit? Well, I'm sorry, what? Did, were you like on the road when it died? Yes. Yeah. Did I you was get stranded somewhere? No, I was only a few miles from home at my buddy's house. Yeah, I was just that, picking him up and uh just but I didn't know what was going on. Uh the, the car just would not go. It would rev but it would not move forward. So <laughs> But it was a sad, sad day when that happened. So let us know. Eight five five three four oh zone. Let's reminisce with you. Go back to your high school days. What was the first car? You ever drove eight five five three four zero zone. Also today we got to talk about a few studies that are going on around the state of Utah, including one with the University of Utah and Tesla testing that's got a few eyebrows being raised. Interesting. And the uh, Inland Port Authority protests. We just need to update some people on where that stands and, and what happened gloves there. Up. Yeah, if you. Uh, if you're not familiar with the Constitution and what a peaceful protest is, we'll talk about it at some point here on the show. But before we take our first break, let's get out to the phone lines. 855-340-ZONE. Brandon, you're first up on Utah Car Sense. Good morning. Hey, guys. What's going hey, on? I just heard you talking about the first car and reminiscing and uh, wanting to go back. I wouldn't go back to my first car ever. I was a 1984 Dodge Colt Vista. Oh, and why it not? Was not? It was it was not fun rolling up in. I would have preferred a minivan to take to school at that time <laughs> because it was just embarrassing. A clunker, no power, and it was horrible. But it, I guess it was the <laughs> version of the minivan when you couldn't afford a Ford Aerostar at the time. Yeah, that's our our family had a, a '87. Colt for many many years. I loved that car, but I was <laughs> I wasn't driving it to high school. That's the difference here. I hear you. Yeah, that's rough. Hey, I had a quick question. Uh, maybe I don't know if you guys know any about because you answer some car. Can a fan, if you're getting a almost it sounds like a rod throwing sound from your fan on a car, can can a fan can a clutch make that noise? A rod throwing sound. Uh, yeah, know. it almost sounds like an engine knock, but it sounds. My daughter has a Jeep, uh, the little Commander thingies. And it the knock isn't coming from the engine. It sounds more up with the fan and the idle of the fan. It, so I didn't know if that's an engine clutch. Is it something from the, wait, is it actually the fan making the noise? 
it, that's from what I can trace it back to. Yeah, it seems that it goes with the. It's. It sounds like the fan almost hitting something, but I don't see it hitting something. And you said it's a, when it's idling is when this is happening. Yeah, as she drives off. That's why I don't think it's a rod in the engine or anything. As she drives yeah. off, the knocking you can't hear it. I would and think it the fans the probably fan hitting something. Yeah, I, I'm with Jeff on this, and I think your assumption too, Brandon. I, I my educated guess would be that it's something to do with that circulation system with the with the air conditioner, the fan, uh, and uh, get that checked out. That's what I would do. Does it does it do it when she turns the AC off? I uh, yeah, it's, it's AC still off or not, and like. Okay. Yeah, and like I said, it sounds. She put a video on Facebook, and it was, "Oh, that's an engine knocking." And it's like, "No, it's not the engine knocking." But so this is. I, I kind of figured that. Thing. I just didn't want to tear apart into. I'm not really looking forward to Saturday tearing into that, but I probably will have to. I w- you if it's something like we're thinking that it's not, I would take it down to the, your uh, even like an AutoZone or an O'Reilly and have them just listen to it and look at it. They've got some pretty knowledgeable guys there that might have seen it before. Yeah, well, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Okay, well, thank you, guys. Great show. Have Thanks, a great Brandon. day. You Thanks, too. Brandon. Appreciate it. Eight five five three four zero zone. Let's uh, suspend the break here for a minute. Let's get out to the phone lines. Eight five five three four zero zone. Darren is up next. Good morning, Darren. Hi. Yeah, my uh, my first car. I bought it when I was fifteen with paper round money. Nine hundred dollars was a nineteen sixty seven Ford Mustang. Oh my gosh! What? Nine hundred bucks? I still got it. And you still have 900 it? Nine hundred bucks back back in uh, nineteen eighty nine. I bought it. Who did you rob? And are they <laughs> mad? That's amazing. Did it run? Yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a great great vehicle. I've I've still 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 have it to this day, and it's been been a great ride. How so. many miles on that thing? Uh, you know, we put a new engine in it. That engine's got about thirty thirty three thousand miles on it. So, wow. So you're gonna keep this for a long That's time been, still. Yeah, it, 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 it needs a new paint job. We're, we're ready to kind of put a little bit more time into it. Hey, I, I did have a question. Sure. Um, we're, we're, we drive a, an old Suburban, and that vehicle's getting a little bit long in the tooth. It's a 2007, and we're wondering, um, is there a big vehicle that can kind of handle our family that uh, Subaru, Subaru has? How, how big is the family? Uh, well, we just lost one out of the house uh, on a on a mission, so we're down to six now. Yeah, I mean the the Jeez. new <laughs> down to six. Darren, <laughs> my man, you need a hobby. <laughs> yeah, they don't all fit in the Mustang. We got to find, find something else. I mean, I I check out the Ascent for sure. I mean, the that new Subaru Ascent is just an awesome car. It won the dr- yeah. road test in Consumer Reports by like ten points over the next competitor. I mean. It's just a really great car. I mean, they make it in two different ways. You can buy an eight-passenger or seven-passenger. So there's six of you. I'd probably get the captain's chairs in the second row, so you can get it yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. So you get two in the front, or... two in the captain, and three in the back. Sounds perfect. Thank right. you very much. Appreciate That's it. That's what I would go Thanks, for. Darren. Yeah, Thanks, Darren. Go check it out. All right. Eight five five three four zero zone. Wow, seven people. He's like, he's like, will we lost one to a mission? I'm like, okay, so you're down to three or four. Six <laughs> still, still six, man. Whatever Darren does for a living, I wanna. I wonder if they're hiring. Eight five five three four zero zone. Tim has a memory of his first car. Good morning, Tim. Morning. What was hey, your first so car? My first, my first car was a Nissan Datsun two eighty ZX. Nice. And how much? From nineteen eighty. That an eighty Datsun. Uh, if, I think it was eighty. Yeah. And uh, how often, uh, of course, the statute of limitations has passed, did your friends ride in the bed of that thing? Oh, we, we stuffed, I think, four people, including myself, <laughs> or plus myself into that a few different times, and <laughs> that was not comfortable for anybody but me. Because <laughs> that's, that's that little coupe, right? Oh, I thought it was the truck. Yeah, it, no. it had a back seat, but you had to fold the seats down, and it was so tiny. No, the 280ZX, <laughs> that's a little sports coupe. Oh, I mean, I'm the back seats yeah. maybe could fit a box in it. <laughs> yeah, you could probably. If you're lucky. Little kids are a box. That's about it. I just heard Dotson and assumed it was those little pickups. No, that's, that's what like I was thinking. That's oh, like no, no, sports this is a little sports Oh, that's a cool looking a car. Sports car. Yeah, I'm showing, yeah, I'm showing Austin like a picture. It. It's, a, it's a cool looking little car. I've never known that that was that. Wow. That, and what happened so to I bought it? That, oh, we ended up selling it, but I bought it from my uncle who was looking to get rid of it, and I bought it for a buck. So. Those, 
Did, was that a good uncle? That was a was that a turbo? Uh, no. Oh, it's just the. It it's just the. I inlet. probably have gotten a lot more trouble, but I do remember being able to do donuts in any parking lot I ever wanted to. <laughs> Man, it was a six cylinder engine, but it was only a two like so like a two liter six cylinder engine. That's awesome. That's yeah, great. yeah. Yeah, thanks to uh, your uncle. He made you a real good deal. Yeah. yeah, he was helping me out getting in my first car. and He's a big car guy. so. But that was obviously the hand-me-down from his son and his daughter, their first cars, and then I got to it. Oh, it's fun. Thanks for calling in, Tim. Appreciate yeah. it. Good memory. I thought it was one of those little pickups, which is they're cool, too. Those are cool, too. But that's a car, what you that's just showed cool me. Car. Those are cool-looking cars. All right, one more before we take a break. Lou is on the line. Hi, Lou. Oh, Lou, turn your radio down for me there, sir. Thanks for calling in, Tim. All right, Lou, we're going to place you back on hold. We'll get to you after the break. It is Utah Car Sense, presented by Mark Miller Subaru. 855-340-ZONE is the number. Looking for your memories of your first car. Coming up, we'll also talk about... Uh, a, a legend in the auto industry is going bye-bye. It's over. They've made the final one of these. What is it? We'll tell you what that is coming up later. And Toyota is testing something for electric cars that could be a game changer. All that and more on Utah Car Sense. Welcome back, Utah Carsons, presented by Mark Miller Subaru here on the Zone Sports Network. We're here every Saturday from 10 to noon. And Jeff, did you know now that you can subscribe to the Utah Carsons podcast? I did not know that. It is brand spanking new. The first episode will be loaded today. That's exciting. So we're going to get that thing rolling. Any podcast catcher you utilize out there, just search Utah Carsons. I'm going to go to my be. podcast catcher. Is it up yet? Uh, well, the first episode after we finish here oh, then will be loaded up there. So we'll get it up there. We've got the graphics. We've got the, the manpower to make it happen. So it's going to be on demand 24-7. You can, you can listen, listen to, to the sweet sounds of Austin and Jeff. In Aruba, in <laughs> Pocatello, in Tokyo, and in Crater Lake, Oregon. Oh, there it is. That's right there. Ready to go? Yeah. Subscribe. Hit it. Make sure you don't miss an episode. It actually has to the, our July our July first episode. It on here. does. It is on here wow. already. Look at that. Interesting. I am going to subscribe. Wonder who uh, uploaded that one. I am officially subscribed. Woohoo! We Four have one. subscribers. <laughs> well, the, the, yeah, there's, the, the, please seriously get yeah, on there and, 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 and like it. <laughs> All right, eight five five three four zero zone. If you want to share memories of your first car or any other question, comment, or story you have, eight five five. 340 Zone, everyone that calls in is entered to win the four-pack of VIP Lounge movie passes. Uh, just before we move on, we uh, both were perusing a piece in the Trib about this holiday Cottonwood Mall area yeah. proposal. And uh, this looks like... so. Is high it, uh, end. It looks like a theater, a hotel, and a high-end luxury condo building with a $2.5 million penthouse. Oh, right in my wheelhouse, I'll tell yeah. you that. Yeah. Do you want me to get you on the list? Sure. Yeah, just put me on put me on the list. Uh, maybe I'll win the lottery before it's time to actually move in. But uh, that it's an area that's long just been sitting there. Yep. And props to Megaplex Theaters for taking the plunge and sticking it out there and putting the signature theater together up That'd there. That'd be cool if actually if that's what it is. I mean, that's what it looks like. And I knew that they were always interested in being in that area. So we'll be interested to see if it actually happens. So stay tuned on that. Yeah, originally the plan was for that theater and then I think uh, Smith's. Was going to come in and build a high-end grocery store, okay. like build in a like the like a Harmons higher-end, like Smith's. the City Creek Harmons. Yeah, trying to build something like that uh-huh. with like more like higher-end foods and things like that. But I don't know. See if that that was eight years ago. So see what they're doing this time around. The voters knocked it down in uh, a uh, an, uh, an edited proposal last year, and so now they're trying to redo it close to what was approved. A decade ago. Yeah, instead of 775 units, they're going down to 614 and more resident, more shops and restaurants and office space. Good. So if the residents are happy, that place needs to start making some money, not just sit there. So that would yeah. be great. I think it's a lot less housing, which is kind of sad because that's what it really should be. It should all be It's what we need in this yeah, state. It needs to be houses. We need no. housing. But I think hopefully what they're trying to do is build apartments, but it sounds like the apartments they're building are more 
non-affordable <laughs> right. housing. We're not talking about $200,000 condos. You're talking right. about million-dollar condos. Right. We need housing, but we don't need housing that no one can afford to move into. That's yeah. That's counterintuitive. Yeah. Let's get some cheap housing in there. Uh, Now, speaking of just a little bit of political talk there when the voters shot that down, well, transferring over to the transportation world, the protests over the Utah Inland Port uh, last week that escalated into violence between police and the crowd and the crowd and the media, that became real ugly real quick down there at the uh, city uh, city chambers. And uh, I I get why I honestly see both sides of this argument to a certain extent. I see that the proposed growth and the the idea that this is going to happen anyway, where all these trucks and all this commerce is going to be coming through Utah with the upping of the population and the roads are going to take a hammering. So we need to expand Legacy Highway and let trucks get on there to and then put this man-made destination port authority uh, for the trucks to go to with commerce and retail out west where legacy would feed into it. I understand that. I also understand the concerns about the pollution near those homes and business uh, and schools that are out there along that way. Uh, and I also have a problem with the people on the board making the decisions, not listening to the people's voices, making the decisions to benefit their own pocketbook. These people that are on the board that also will benefit financially from this going forward. I get all those arguments, all those sides. What I do not understand and I can never get on board with is violent protesting in this manner. Absolutely. And it, the sad thing is it happens when the, generally the violence happens when people feel powerless. Good and, point. And when the power goes out of the situation, it leads to that. And I'm not, you can't condone it at all and you no. can't do that. But it was handled very, this thing was handled bad from the get go. I mean, the inland port wasn't on anyone's even radar until the last day of the session. That's right. It was all done behind closed doors, no one talking about it. The last day, they just threw it out there with the mayor of Salt Lake out of town. Mm -hmm. Why would that be? Coincidence? I think not. So they wait until she's out of town at a conference of mayors, and the last day of the session, they ram it through, and it's crap. And that's the problem. I mean, the way to go about it. Yeah. Yeah, Like it's Utah politics. It's done behind closed doors. It's not nothing in public. And it's there's a lot of shade to it. It, There's a lot of shade. So I understand why people are upset. Uh, And that's a good point you make. That that's the right thing to do. It probably is. But it needs to be done in a way that's open where people are putting their input in and they're making the best decision for everyone, not just a few people. Right. Yeah. In this country, it should be the the voice of the people should be heard, should should matter, should have an impact, and honestly should be the most uh, thing that matters, but at least matter some. And so far, it appears that it hasn't really mattered. And so that's why you see protests. Uh, you would hope that it wouldn't turn violent because then their voice does not get heard. Their complaints are swept away because people only are now reporting on the, the news of your protest is overshadowed by the violence of your protest. Totally. So it's not the way to do it. 855-340-ZONE. If you want to be part of the show, 855-340-ZONE. We are reminiscing about your first cars here on the show today. And Richard is on line one with a memory of his first car. Hi, Richard. Hello, are you talking to me? Yes, sir. Yes, How are we you? are. All right. Hey, I'm the Richard you're looking for. <laughs> hey, my, uh, my first car was a fun, huge car. It was a 69 Oldsmobile Tornado wow. with a big old 455 motor. The gas gauge moved faster than the speedometer <laughs> did. Sure, yeah, that would make sense. It was, but it was it was a beautiful car. It was huge. I could fit all of my high school friends in there because it was uh, it was almost like the B52 land boat that they sing about, you know. That that so the '69 Olds, Oldsmobile we all know is a, a land boat anyway to to use a term it is hard to yeah. uh, maneuver it feels like you're uh, driving a semi trailer uh, around town but it's powerful and it's big and it's roomy and everyone's grandparents probably had an Oldsmobile at some point oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was a blast I loved it what uh, what color was it. It was gold with a white uh, top, white tonneau <laughs> top. 
I thought it'd either be gold or some kind of uh, pale blue. So I was glad you, you said oh. gold. Yeah. All right, Richard. <laughs> thanks know, for the was, call, man. Hey, thank you, y'all. Have a great day. You too. Have a good week. <laughs> 855-340. My buddy had an Oldsmobile in high school as well, and he was the type of person that should not have been allowed to have an Oldsmobile. No. <laughs> he was not responsible enough not responsible. to be doing that. No, no not a good thing. Uh, the uh, Utah Highway Patrol is reporting that DUI crashes are down, in the, were down in the first quarter uh, here in Utah, and they're attributing it to the 0.05% new uh, DUI law. Uh, this is what they're saying. Alcohol-related crashes were way down during the first quarter, but whether that is because of the new uh, blood alcohol level law, the strictest in the nation, was unknown for sure. I hope it is, said UHP Sergeant Nick Street, but there isn't enough data yet. At the very least, Street believes the new law is creating a healthy fear among people who are making arrangements not to drive before going out. From January 1 through March 31, troopers arrested 2,713 people for suspicion of DUI, of those, 135 had a blood alcohol content measuring between 0.05 and 0.079. But of that group, 59 were under the age of 21. 27 were alcohol-restricted drivers, meaning they would have been arrested under the old 0.08 limit, leaving 49 people who were arrested under the state's new blood alcohol limit. So those, Jeff, out there saying that this is because of the 0.05% law, that these numbers are down, it's. It could be. It could also just be that the numbers are down. That's also true. So that's Nick Street, uh, Sergeant Nick Street, saying we'll still have to hold out to see how the year plays to know whether or not that's the the reason things are going down. You ride Uber and Lyft and that that stuff quite often, don't yeah, you? All the time. Uh, would you ever do? Do you like the no talking options now on the Uber and Lyft? Have you heard of this? I have not heard of this. There's a no talking option. You could like tell your driver, "I don't want to talk to you. Do not speak." Yes, that's just mean. The company has announced <laughs> uh, users will so, can select a comfort trip from the list of its options, including Uber Pool, Uber X, Uber Black, and Uber XL. And uh, the you new could tell your driver not to talk. That's not horrible. just talk. You can uh, say no music. You can say this type of music. You, you can tailor your ride to your social preferences essentially now i think that this world needs more conversation needs more practice in uh getting along and hearing each other's opinions and and points of view and just just healthy talking yeah i think that's sad but i'm a hypocrite because i would probably utilize this service because when i get in a stranger's car the last thing I also want to do is have to pretend I care about what they're pretending they care about. <laughs> uh, as a former Lyft driver, that was the worst part of the job, was having to pretend like I was a nice, jovial person who wanted to talk to you about your cats or, or where you were going or your plans that and night. it's hit or miss, right? Because you get some drivers that really want to talk. and they want they, Some drivers are in it because they, they're just bored. and they're, It's not really <laughs> for the money. They just want to, like, I'm just going to go drive around. I want to talk to people. So there's some people it's like that, and there's some people it's like, oh, who was the driver I had? I literally had an Uber driver the other day that was like, he was talking about his special forces training and all this stuff, and he was strapped. He literally had a gun on his hip wow. in the front of the car. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he was talking about his special forces and all this military stuff. I was like, whoa. Like, I don't know how this conversation started, but it wasn't me. <laughs> wow. But yeah, took a mental picture of his face to see if it showed up on the news in the next couple of weeks. But but I mean, it's it's hit or miss. I mean, I'll have a nice conversation. It just kind of depends. Generally, if I don't want to have a conversation with someone, I'll either like put on headphones or I'll like make a phone call. Yeah, or pretend that you're on a phone call. I don't. Pre- I'm not the guy that pretends Jeff, on the phone call. Jeff Miller. I'm not, I'm not pull- Oh, I got a phone call. You've never done that. I gotta take this. I'm on the phone. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I do that no, constantly. I would never do that. I do yeah, that but, constantly. But we constantly. I, I do it at home, and I don't do it at home. But I, we Uber. I'm Uber a lot. If, if my wife and I were going to go on a date, and we're going to go grab dinner and a couple drinks. Well, it's not even worth. It's just not worth it. You just get to enjoy yourself yeah, better you enjoy anyway. It. You don't have to worry about parking. Yeah. I'm moving to Park City right now, so it makes it really easy. You just pick quick, quick down to Main Street, and it's easy to get one back, and cost you ten bucks. The other thing that Uber is launching is Ubercopter. Get my helicopter rides? Yep. So uh, their new helicopter service, Ubercopter, 
will be so fast there won't be time for a quiet ride to squeeze in a nap. The eight-minute trips will be offered in Manhattan, south of Houston Street to JFK, on weekdays during afternoon rush hour. One-way ticket will cost you $200. $200? To avoid the traffic. Would you do it? Now, so an Uber from I've taken an Uber from an Uber from downtown Manhattan to JFK is probably eighty bucks, seventy bucks. Okay, so oh, you're man. doubling it, and then a little more. Well, it takes you eight minutes to get there, though. And you're not in traffic, right? Uh-huh. I don't know. It depends how busy it was. <laughs> now this if, if this would be a I might do it on a one time yeah. situation, right? But if I were a commuter. I would not be doing this every day, right? But so there's going to be some that might. So I'm going to a friend of mine's wedding up in Washington next month, and it's in the San Juan Islands, so like North Seattle, like up in the Sound. And so we're taking a float plane in. Cool. Yeah, like I wouldn't do it every time I went in there, but like for a one-time thing, I think that sounds pretty cool. So like we're flying, we're going to spend a night in Seattle, and then we wake up in the morning and we go to the there's a lake in the middle of by, by Seattle, and you just go get on your float plane and take off, and it's a half-hour flight. To <laughs> wow. That's right where uh, Quinn Snyder grew up. Is it? Mercer Island is where he was at. I'll go visit. Yeah, say hi. Uh, <laughs> as you pass Bill Gates' house, too. Yeah, Give the go. old uh, hello. But, yeah, but I think it's, kind of, it's like one of those experiences, right? Yeah, yeah just to say you did plane, it. I have, to figure, I have to figure out. I think they only allow us to have 25 pounds of luggage, though. And that's this salsa says the, the, the Uber copter, you're allowed a carry-on bag. And a personal bag. So what if you have a suitcase? That's going to the airport. <laughs> I think that then I, there there have to be some safety extra. weight or you restrictions. Pay extra, or, like, yeah, maybe, but also, yeah, also a, a helicopter. Max, also a max weight in a helicopter. Yeah, those things. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what remember I'd be more that, afraid of: a helicopter or a float plane. They did that in Salt Lake. The, Uber did that. The chopper ride. Yeah, Uber did Uber copter during Sundance a couple of years ago, and the city and Park City shut them down. Really? Yeah, because they were flying. They were doing laps from the airport to Sundance. And what's wrong with that? Uh, the residents not liking <laughs> helicopters buzzing their five million dollar houses. Then don't live next to Sundance. Park City. Well, that's where the Sundance yeah. Festival is. Don't live there. <laughs> Okay. Move out for they, a week. They basically rented somebody's field <laughs> to be the landing strip. Oh, I am now. I am remembering. You remember this. that? Yeah. They yeah, like yeah, shut yeah. them down like a week into it. Constant yeah. overhead. Oh, yeah. Constant helicopters making laps back and forth. Uh, it's like Southern California. Yeah, because you know for for Sundance, Uber brings in drivers. They ship them in here. They ship in drivers and cars. Acura has sponsored it for years really? in the car world, and they, so they bring in MDXs. And they just have a fleet of like a hundred MDXs that run Sundance. Wow! At extraordinarily higher cost. Oh, I'm sure, and it doesn't matter because the people taking those rides can afford it. Yeah, I think a lot of times. I mean, the first time they did it, they didn't even. It wasn't even bringing in drivers. They brought in cars. So they just shipped in a hundred Acuras and then got Uber drivers in Salt Lake that were their top rated people and get, gave them the car to drive. That'd be fun for two weeks, just to do that once or twice. Hey, uh, you can be part of the show. Everyone that calls in and talks with us today is entered to win a four-pack of movie passes, 855-340-ZONE. And uh, Annie, you hold tight. Uh, Arnie, sorry. Arnie, you hold tight. Dustin is up first. Hi, Dustin. Hey. How you guys doing? We're great. You have a memory of your first car. I do. It, it's, a, it's a pretty funny one. We, um, When me and my brother were teenagers, my parents uh, bought this uh, little 76 Toyota Corona from my grandparents' neighbors, this old lady that just had it sitting under uh, a sheet in her garage that her, her husband used to drive. It only had like 60,000 miles on it. And throughout high school, we just beat that thing to crap. Mm-hmm. And we'd take it off road, everything. And like in the snow, we'd crash into a mailbox here and there, um, just sliding around. But um, come, to th- come to fruition, what ended up happening, we ended up selling it to one of our friends for like 500 bucks. And a week later, he totaled it. And then about 10 years later, I'm working at uh, the Larry Miller Toyota in Murray. Yeah. And my uh, general manager um, saw some lady coming in in a little white Corona, just exactly like ours, but ours was red. Okay. And there's this little old lady, very similar miles to what we had on it, on ours. And he offered the lady $10,000 for it. Oh, wow. And I was like, I just, my mouth dropped. I was like, holy crap. 
what did I just do? <laughs> what? It, it was one of those like hindsight twenty twenties, man. I should have kept that car. <laughs> now, did he like? Do you, do you think he like recognized the, a rare uh, first edition of the Constitution oh, in yeah, the trunk yeah, first, I mean, he, and then he's, he's yeah. a lot. Yeah, he's a lot like Greg Miller. He he was a collector. Oh, okay. so he, so he, he wanted he this he piece. Oh, it was like a rare version so, of one yeah. of them. I, I don't I know just, if I'd pay 10 grand for a Corona, man. That's why. That's, why, that's weird. <laughs> I mean, it is a little gutless wonder, like a 1.3 four-cylinder engine, just totally gutless, but it, it was a fun little car to just get around in. But Awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of fun experiences in that car. Well, thanks, Dustin. Appreciate you calling yeah. in and sharing with us. Uh, I I I've, I thought maybe he like spotted a rare Van Gogh in the back seat and then she didn't know she had it so he's like I'll give you ten thousand dollars for your Corona <laughs> or a Corolla did I say Corona? It's Corona is what it is. It's, it's a not cor- the no, Toyota cor- Corolla. Corona. Oh, this is the Corona. This is the Corona. He's talking about. Okay, ten thousand yeah, dollars. He's talking about a Corona. That's different. That's different. Yeah, I still wouldn't pay ten thousand dollars no. for it. There was a. Oh my gosh, who was it? it was, at our dealer meeting, when we went there. They, were, they they highlighted this dealer up in Connecticut. His friend of mine, who's on a dealer council with me, who just bought a fully restored brat. You love the brat for fifty three thousand oh dollars. What? Why? What? I don't know. I, I want money to just burn. Yeah, apparently he has too much. <laughs> that is correct. Fifty three grand for a brat. You would do it. No, no, <laughs> God, no. Uh, you'd do it for fifty three hundred. Yeah, fifty three hundred. I would for sure. You'd have to pay me to take a brat, but that's just me. Yeah, that's way too much. But it's fully redone, ready uh, to go, oh, top of the nice. line. And only had like four hundred miles on it too. Yeah, if, if you love it, and you got the money for it. Go do it. Yeah, right. Like the Toyota Corona for ten thousand dollars. All right, before we take a break, Arnie has been waiting oh so very patiently. Good morning, Arnie. Good morning. And your first car was. A 1951 Chevrolet Coupe. Oh, my word. Wow. You were the cool kid on campus, Arnie. Well, not only that, uh, I was into custom cars at the time, and I took the original engine out, put a Corvette engine in it with triple carburetors, and I, I just customized that car from one end to the other. Triple carbs in the 51 Coupe? Arnie, what I love the best about that is that you did not disagree at all. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yes, I was. You were the cool man on campus. Yes, but yes. other than that, yeah. <laughs> That's a beautiful yeah, vehicle. Corvette engine with triple carbs. That's, wow, how cool is that? That's silly. That I, I wish that you still had that car. Uh, I would uh, so do I, love to see it. Because I sold it to a, a friend of mine, and he committed suicide in it. Oh, oh, wow. That, that took a real sad turn. Really sorry to hear about that. That is really too bad. But it sounds like it was a wonderful, beautiful car, and uh, we appreciate you calling in and sharing it with us, Arnie. Thanks for waiting so patiently, too. It's Utah Car Sense presented by Mark Miller Subaru here on the Zone Sports Network. Got another hour ahead here uh, on, the, on this week's episode. The worst new car sold in America is in Toyota doing something that might change the game of electric cars. We'll talk about it next on Utah Car Sense.